We go and grab a quick bite. We watch a movie, then fight. We're the Fast Food Film Friends. You're listening to Fast Food Film Friends, the podcast where two men on laptops with a microphone between them, headphones on, and phones in their hands ask the questions, has technology come too far? Are we turning into the people from WALL-E? And will we end up in some sort of terrifying, futuristic, deep-fried dystopia? That sounds like heaven. I have probably to you and your terribly unhealthy diet. But to me, scurry. It's scurry. Now, tonight, I don't have much time. I have places to be. I have I, things to do. I need you out of my house as quickly as possible as well, yes. We don't have the luxury of, a, of sitting down and eating a full meal. Who can and, do that? And, Who can and do that just talking day? until the cows come home. Who has time to do that every day? So... It's time for us to indulge in something that we like to call a mini-meal. Mm. And tonight, you and I are going to be talking about uh, Season 5 of Black Mirror. We sure are. Which just released. And also Popeye's Double Stuff Oreo Cookies. I don't even know if this counts as a mini-meal, because I don't think any of the food groups are represented in this, <laughs> in this meal. Uh, so that I'm, I'm really not looking forward to these either. Popeye's.com describes these as... <laughs> the new dessert that takes a double stuffed Oreo cookie, coats it in a funnel cake-like batter, oh and deep fries it up carnival style. The fact that they do it carnival style worries me deeply, because how dirty is that? Do they bring in like a carny fryer and a, like a small clown? I hope they bring in a carny. Oh, can't trust him. Can't trust him. He's carnies. on contract. So Tiny hands. I just picked these up before I came to your apartment, sure and uh, I looked at the menu in the drive-thru, and, I, and they have a, a two-piece... And a four piece. You walked in with a pretty hearty sized box. And right? I was like, could he and I share a four piece? I don't know, because if I really like these, I don't think two is really substantial. Did two you get, Oreos? Did you get eight deep fried? No, listen up. Did you get you got a four and a two? That's exactly what I, I did. Because I, I figured three cookies each is a solid number. We're reviewing three episodes of Black Mirror. I just God. think I think it works I out way too. I wanna well. let you know I'm not gonna finish one of these things. I, I well, I also counted for that, so I will eat the other five. <laughs> great, great. I uh, you know, I'm feeling a little under the weather this week. Uh, you know, I got a big day tomorrow. I had a big day today. I was very ready to just relax, and then I remembered that uh, I, I do a podcast sometimes, uh, and you were waiting outside, so I finally let you in. But uh, I've been thinking, you know, you got a little sore throat. Sugar's not good for it. And I think this meal is 90% sugar. Uh, so it's just, I'm going like, to have like one bite uh, of half of a Oreo and then watch you gorge yourself on the rest. I can't think of a better pick me up than, I mean, oh you and I just God. spoke recently on the show about how much you love fairs and carnivals oh and the food God, that comes I with fucking, it. I, it's just, oh, I hate everything associated with them. Yeah. So. I was in the drive-thru. I ordered the six total Oreos. Yeah. Got to the window. And uh, was there a- <laughs> the woman said to me, first thing she says to me, she's like, are you eating all six of those? <laughs> <laughs> she has clearly not worked at like a Chick-fil-A before or somewhere where they, they train their employees a little better. <laughs> and I said, and I laughed and I was like, no, I'm actually starting with my buddy. And, uh, and she goes, oh, that's good because you would get a stomachache. <laughs> Like, she's a mom. That's a mom. <laughs> uh, that's kind of heartwarming. She's I love. I love the upselling factor. Yeah. <laughs> like the, these are not going to be good for you. Just as a warning, <laughs> you're not going to eat all those, are you? I would have liked to have heard that actually. Also, the my total was just over five dollars, so it's almost a dollar per cookie. So well, I'm hoping remember that value. they're they're deep fried carnival style. So there's extra cost to that. They got to bring in the fryer, mm-hmm. set it up in a parking lot, uh, and then fry the Oreos, and then trail it to the next town. Uh, and do the same thing over and over again. So and three of those five dollars you have to use to throw rings around. That's correct. You know, fish bowls. That's correct. And so on. Yep. So 
Black Mirror is a show that, you know, I think some people might might hear, if they are not familiar with Black Mirror, they might think, I'm not interested in season five of a show that I don't know anything about. Oh my god. And I so would slap that person in the face. I want to say me. right off the bat, Black Mirror is a it's an anthology series. Yes. It's about basically it's all about technology and like humanity's relationship with it in in the future, in mm-hmm. the near future. And each episode is a completely different story with totally completely unfair. different characters. You can jump right in and watch any episode you want. You can watch season four, episode three, and you'll know just you as can much watch as anybody season else. Five did. episode three. So basically, they're like hour-long short films. Some are shorter, some are longer, yes. Would yes. you agree that... Uh, I mean, would you call yourself a big fan of Black Mirror? I have loved Black Mirror since season one. I've been a huge fan. This is a show that uh, ever since... And I don't even know when season one first came out, but I told everyone about it. I was like, you need to watch this show. It makes you think. It's incredibly creative. The twists are so unseen. It's just... Uh, to me, it was a complete masterpiece, seasons one through four. Uh, season five just came out. We were going to talk about that. So I don't want to get my mm-hmm. opinion out that out on that yet, but I told everyone to watch this. And this show is it's, I've found truly not for everyone. It's, it's a show that, uh, a lot of things are disturbing. A lot mm-hmm. of things are off putting. A lot of things make you look at your cell phone the next day or your computer and just be like, Oh God, what, like, do I really yeah. need to be spending this much time on things? And that's it's, very intentional. It is. It yeah. is. It's definitely a show that makes you think. And when, you know, when you finally get the black mirror and you look at your phone and like the screen turns off and you see your stupid face and the reflection, you're like, Oh my God, Charlie Brooker, you son of a bitch. Uh, so Charlie Brooker, yes. he, he writes every episode. There's a yes. few episodes that he co-wrote with others, Correct. but, and then each episode's directed by a different person. There's been a couple directors who have done two or three episodes yep. for the most part, all different directors. Which so I it's love like too. Oh yeah. Stylistically, they're so different. Absolutely. They, you know, that's, you would think that a show with so many ideas being written by one person would get very stale very quickly, but it's, yes. it's stayed fresh for oh, years. So fresh. You mentioned this being, you know, the kind of show that just makes you kind of feel bad. In the last couple of years, I found that like, there's so much great television out there that I don't have the mental capacity to sit through stuff that makes me feel bad. Like, yeah. I just like, I would so you much the, you rather. You goods coming in. I mean, in the last like year, I've, I've watched so much more comedy than drama. Yeah. And not like. Is it because you're compensating for uh, the misery and lack of humor in this podcast? Um, that's now that you say it, it's partially it. It could be. Our therapy sessions later, by the way. I was going to say, it seems like you might need therapy if you can't watch sad shows. You need to get in touch with yourself, Nathan. Well, this is a show that makes me feel sometimes dreadful (laughs) about the future. Yeah. But it's so thought-provoking, so interesting that I... I'm gonna Typically. I'm gonna watch this show as long as it's on. Absolutely. Even like even the mediocre episodes, I'm still like I'm glad I watched that episode. Oh yeah. I mean, the, like the worst. Oh God, there there's a few that are in my mind. They're not bad, but they're not good. Yeah. And they kind of break from you know. Not that they have a typical format or a typical recipe, but you know, it's uh, I, I, in my mind every episode of Black Mirror should be original in it, whether it's the style of how it's filmed or directed uh, or written. Or just the plot should be original. Uh, it's going to make you think and kind of question your own decision making in terms of your relationship to technology. And it's it's never what you expect by the end. There's usually a twist or something mm-hmm. that is totally unexpected. Those are kind of my three, like, that should be every episode of Black Mirror. And that's why I love this show so much. Because those three things to me are so appealing and so hard to come across consistently in a show. And Black Mirror has done it for so long, so well. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I have a feeling that you and I were both kind of, sort of, not stoked about this fifth season. 
And so that would be instead of an understatement. Instead of Nathan. just talking about the fifth season yes. with people to people who maybe again aren't familiar with the show. Mm-hmm. We thought it'd be a good idea if you and I listed off our three favorite Black Mirror episodes from the entire series. Because that, that was not the assignment, Nathan. I want to make that abundantly clear. You told me it was not our three favorite, but the three we would recommend somebody who yes. is new to the series yes. starts with. Yes. That's a very Thank big, you for the correction. very different list. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. Do you want to alternate? You know, you give your number one, I give my number one. Basically, yeah. well, well, the point of this is that, you know, if somebody asks us, hey, Black Mirror sounds cool, where should I start? Yep. You shouldn't start with episode number one of season no. one. That's a very bad starting I place. literally tell everyone I've recommended this show to, do not start with season one, episode one. Whatever you do. That's how I started, and I liked it, but I'm a sick person. I'm a <laughs> yes. sick person. I mean, yes, I'm on the same page. Yeah, and I love, that's the episode that probably set its hook in my mouth, and I was like, holy shit. Because that one ends, and you're out of breath, you're staring at your TV and you need to go take a shower and go straight to bed because you're like, the world is so fucked up. But it's certainly not what I would say, like, the epitome in Black Mirror. No, it's, it's not, not representative of the entire series. Correct. And it's, it's, it is it's a big turnoff for some people. Like, there's some people who yes. might like this whole series, but they'll never watch that episode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Don't start with Season 1, Episode 1. Start with our list. So, what would be your first recommended episode for somebody to get into the show? This is... It's a season one episode, okay. and it is an episode uh, since season one all came out. This is the one I've told people to start with year after year after year after year because I think it is almost the perfect embodiment of Black Mirror episodes. I think it takes technology, and initially you're like, man, that's fucking awesome what they can do with that. And mm-hmm. then you're like, holy shit. By I the already way. know which one you chose. It is season one, episode three, the entire history of you. So good. So good. So good. And it's... The acting in it's phenomenal. The characters are phenomenal. The plot is like, it's so awkward at points. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. It's so awkward at points that you're uncomfortable. It's so, you relate to the characters so much and their rage and their overthinking and their jealousy. It makes you think of all the times you got jealous of little things. And I don't know, how, how into detail are we going here? We I mean, I'll, I, I think basic premise. So, like, okay. the premise of the episode is, yeah. like, everybody has technology implanted Almost in their everyone. eye. Yeah, Almost not everyone. not everyone, but a lot of people. Yeah. And... It's basically, it's a it's a video camera in your brain. Mm-hmm. And at any time, you can access that video footage. Yes. And so you think, that could be so useful in so many ways. Yeah, I can but go epi- back to that meeting and see what my boss told me to do earlier today or last week. Like, you can rewind and rewatch anything that your eyes have seen for your entire life. And the episode explores how truly awful that could potentially become. Yes. As the show often does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you think about, like, going through your significant other's phone or something like that. Not that I would ever do that, but people do that. And it's like a, you know, but but imagine somebody going through literally everything you've seen with your own eyes. Uh, It's like, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's scary. It's just, I think the epitome of black mirror, the, the house that they spend their time in is so modern, chic, futuristic. And it's, it's just, it's got everything that a black mirror episode should have for me. Just, oh, it gets me amped up thinking about it. I love it so much. And I think the, the acting by the two main characters are just, it's off the charts. It's off the fucking charts, Nathan. And if your number one is in that same episode, I'm going to be slightly upset with you. My number one also happens to be my personal favorite episode of Black Mirror. It's mm-hmm. the one that I tell people to watch first. That is season two, episode two, White Rabbit. White Rabbit. Oh, man. I would not, uh, I would not have guessed. It is basically about a woman who wakes up in a strange place. She has no idea how she got there. Doesn't know why everyone's acting so strange. And she just has to survive. Are you thinking it's... I'm pretty sure it's White Bear. 
You are correct. Yeah, the White Rabbit to me, I was like, I don't know. You're what like, I haven't about. seen that. Yeah, I had. To, I literally typed in White <laughs> Rabbit episode. So White Bear. White Bear is your favorite episode. <laughs> I I love oh White Bear my so much. God, I disagree with this. This this is the worst one to have people start. With. Everyone listening, do not start your Black Mirror watching with this episode. I think that White Rabbit is a masterclass in revealing information to a viewer oh and keeping you on the edge God. of your seat. That's fair. Me personally, my experience watching this, I will never forget the first time I watched this episode. And it's the only episode that I've gone back to rewatch multiple times. What? You haven't rewatched? I've rewatched every episode at least once. Uh, White Bear was one I probably almost skipped. I think it's not representative of Black Mirror. I think it's poorly shot. Which is on purpose. I was worried that you and I were going to like have the same list, and I'm I'm happy that you know we get to each yeah. speaker in mind. What is your number two? What's your second recommendation? Uh, my number two is season two, episode one. Be right back. It's a great one. That is a great one. Uh, it is phenomenally acted by Domhnall Gleeson and Haley Atwell. It is about a woman who loses her husband uh, in a, in a certain way. I won't say, and in this futuristic world you can basically buy a robot that looks and acts looks exactly like your significant other incredibly hyper realistic human and they take their social media and basically scrub it for everything that that person has ever done on social media and they create a personality from the social media that should in theory identically match the real life husband's personality upload it to the robot boom it's like he never died or is it uh i think it's an incredibly emotional episode it's one of the more quiet, almost kind of eerie and haunting episodes. Um, and it's, I think, just the acting is so amazing. Donald Gleason as like a real human versus his robot self is incredible to me. And it's, I think it's a beautiful story. Uh, and I just, oh, I just love it. I just love it. I do want to say as well for my first choice, Robert Downey Jr. bought the movie rights in 2013 because he loved that episode so much. But nothing ever came of it? I think he's going to probably make a movie about it. And he's been a little busy. Uh, and what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My number two recommendation is the episode that I consider to be quintessential Black Mirror. When I think of Black Mirror, this is the one I think about. Wait, hold on. Let me t- let me write down what I think it's going to be. Okay. This is the episode that I think is most referenced often in daily life by me, by others that I that wow. I talk to about this show. It is season three, episode one, Nosedive. Ah, uh, yeah. That's not what I put because I thought you were original, but apparently you're just jumping on the old bandwagon. The premise of this episode is that everyone uses an app and they give each other star ratings, one through five, based on every interaction they have with one another. And mm-hmm. like your average rating that you get can dictate your like socioeconomic class. Like yep. There's rules that prevent people with low scores from doing certain like things. For, for example, at the car rental place, if you don't have a high enough rating, you're mm-hmm. going to get like a really shitty car. And if you're high ranked, you're going to get great service. Right. Nice car. And then through like different types of like social pressure, people don't want to be around others with low ratings. So mm-hmm. there's just like, there's so many reasons why you want to have a high rating. And, yes. and so much of what you do to get a high rating is just being artificial and, you mm-hmm. know, being kind in that interaction, yeah. but not, but not being sincere. Yeah. Like, like I said, I think this is, this is about a technology that is, it seems futuristic, mm-hmm. but it's so, we are on the We're brink of there. these, yeah. of this technology. Uber and Yelp I mean, are two is, great examples of like you can review a business or person however you want on yeah. those platforms yeah. and it affects their livelihood. Well, in China, they literally have social ranking yes. systems now, which is essentially this. Not obviously you're, it's not people on the street ranking everyone for every interaction, but it is tiptoeing way too close to that. Like, and there's literally things like 
spending time with your parents, yeah. you get rewarded you get with social points. credit. And that social credit can be used, to, again, do anything that you want. Yeah. It's like a new credit score. It's a social credit yeah. score. And it's scary. I was talking to somebody I know recently about how their company is developing an app that is almost exactly that's so what is in this episode. God, that's scary. After you interact with any coworker in in a meeting, yeah. at, in any form, you have to rate them on this app, mm-hmm. one through five stars. And your average rating will factor into your job performance. That is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like, it's probably a very good way to make people want to be productive and good, but that's going to make people lose their fucking mind. Exactly. We, that's I mean, stress. I'm not going to go into any spoilers, but we see what happens in this episode of Black yeah. Mirror. It's yeah. just, it is not a sustainable way to live. Yes. And like in this, this, this person, their company's app they're developing. Mm-hmm. If you rate someone four stars, you don't have to give any justification, but if you rate them five or three, two or one, you have to explain why you rated them. Yeah, that. Yeah. So everyone's just going to rate four stars. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> off putting. I do agree that that is a, a quintessential uh, black mirror episode. I, I agree with that. To me, it's, it's not one that I, I guess I like the kind of more emotional, uh, emotionally involved ones. And I can I, already tell by your two choices that yes. it's, it's the, yeah, I like the ones that really it's pull the you heartbreaking and make ones. you think. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I love to empathize. So nosedive that episode. Did you know that that's the only episode where Charlie Brooker wrote the story, but the screenplay was done by somebody else. Really? Do you know who did the screenplay Uh, of nosedive? I do not. Rashida Jones and Mike Schur. Really? Yeah. See, that's why it's a little lighter. It is. It has like that kind of like, yeah, a little more like almost kind of like it's a a good episode, man. The first time I watched that, I was like, Oh shit. That is in my honorable mention section. I want you to know that. Now, what is your number three recommended episode? I, it's weird. When I was doing this, I actually ended with a tie for number three. Uh, so I have two. Get into me. First number three is season four, episode four. That's my number three. Yeah, baby. It's called Hang the DJ. It's a story about basically there's a dating service in the future. If you're single, it's called The Service. And you basically go to this resort and you go on dates with people and until you both say, like, this isn't working, you're stuck with that person. You kind of live with them. You grow with them. Um, really fascinating initially and just in that respect alone. Um, and then the ending is just kind of like a total perspective shift and almost mind fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was told I swear too much on this show by my mom this weekend, so I'm trying to lock it up. But it is a mind fuck. Um, it's just an incredible story and it's so fascinating like that dating service could absolutely exist in our world today mm-hmm. and people would do it happily yeah happily uh and then the, you see the ending and it's like holy shit to think about this it is again quintessential black mirror and i'm so glad it's your number three too it's a great example of like the more human side of this show yes. it's, it's more about the human relationships than it is about the technology mm-hmm. it's a beautiful episode it's beautiful i mean the the scenery's beautiful the writing's phenomenal the acting's great uh, but it's it's just a god, just such a well-rounded episode. I feel. What is it tied for on your list? It is tied for, and I should have probably just left it in my honorable mention, but I really liked it. It's tied with season four, episode one, USS Callister. It's like it's again one that I love, but feel like really doesn't represent the yes. show as a whole. It's great. It is great. It's a great standalone. But yeah, you're right. It's and not, it's, it's a movie length episode. It's yes. it's like ninety minutes long. It I is. Think. Yeah, it's really long. But it's it's so that's another one that's just kind of enthralling. Um, after those three or four, that's when I tell people watch season one, episode one, because once they kind of realize, you know, the themes, it's a little darker show, Mm -hmm. then I think they can, they're okay to go to that one. But that one is mighty intense, (laughs) mighty intense. 
Before we dive into season five mm. of Black Mirror, we have some Oreo bites. Oh man, yeah. Warming. Uh, I'm gonna grab those real quick. Please don't. Now, Nathan, you brought this over, and it literally smells like a fucking funnel cake. God damn it! Oh. God damn it! Oh. I'm trying to stop swearing. It smells like a funnel cake. It smells so good. Let's open it up. It smells scary. Oh wow! Look at how neatly placed they made this. So they kind of look like flattened crab cakes. Uh, yeah, smaller, almost like a silver dollar size, you could say. Let's dive in. The funnel cake flavor really comes through. That's mostly what you get. Just looking at after one bite, the the wafer of the Oreo becomes quite fluffy, very soft, uh, and the cream it seems like thin in proportion to everything else. It so does. Mostly cookie, mostly Most, funnel cake. Yeah, agreed. But you kind of you get a little aftertaste of the of the creme, creme de la creme. I mean, this tastes a lot better than I thought. In all honesty, I don't know what you were expecting. It's an Oreo, and it's deep fried. It's just so. Those fucking, are all delicious so, things. This is it's it makes me feel like we're in a Black Mirror episode. It's fucking gross. If this is what it's like, then I don't want to leave. I think maybe, this is the happiest Black Mirror episode we've ever made. In the, in the world of Wally, where you can just sit in your chair all day, downing frozen beverages and eating deep fried Oreos. Think about how many more episodes we can turn out once you and I are just <laughs> sitting in hover chairs yeah. with no other responsibilities. I can't wait till we're 30, man. It's going to be a ball. It's going to be a ball. I said I wasn't going to eat even a full one. I've already eaten on. one full one. I'm probably going to do one more and then I'm done. My only complaint, I think these are great, but my only complaint, imagine just a dash of powdered sugar on top. I was, I was shocked that there was not a dash of powdered sugar on top. When you say funnel cake style or carnival style, you better have some powdered sugar on top. <laughs> that is appalling to me. No carnival does it without powdered sugar. I was going to hold off on my third, but it's just going to get kind of cold. I'm just going to eat it right now. Why don't you, just, why don't you double stack the double stuffs? <laughs> And just go for two at a time. You know you're going to eat the last one, too. Because you're going to... Here's what's going to happen, folks. Nathan will be, not eat this one, maybe. Actually, I'm, he might... Two options. <laughs> he either eats the sixth one right away. Or we wait till we're done recording. We're packing up. And he's like, do you want to take this? And I'm always like, no, I don't want you know your double-stuffed deep-fried Oreo. Or I don't want the rest of this frozen, double-thick, fudge, milky shake. Whatever the hell it is. He goes, well, well you know, I might as well, I might as well eat it. I might as well just eat it. That's a really good impression. Oh wait, let me do a real Nathan impression. Well, I uh, might as well just uh, might as well just eat it. I don't know if that's good or not. I'm never going a little to do further that. off. Yeah. So Nathan, we normally jump into our our spoiler snack section where we spoil things. Are we going to spoil things about these episodes? I think that first we should give our overall thoughts just on okay. this season. Maybe rank the episodes. In yeah, terms I like of that. How and much then we then like jump them. into a mini spoiler snack for section. each one. Yeah, yes, one okay. by one. All right, great. So I don't think that any of these episodes are among the best of Black Mirror. <laughs> Not even fucking close. But I personally think that they all pose interesting ideas. I believe that two of them, I would say, are worth watching. Two of them are worth watching. One is- I'm very curious to see if you and I are on the same page about this, because clearly we have different priorities when it comes to Black We Mirror. really do. We really do. I'm, you're, other than our number threes, your first two were- Before we go any further, I want to rank these three episodes. Yeah. Tell me your one through three with episode titles, favorite to least favorite. Can we alternate? Sure. You start. I started our, our, our first. My favorite of the season is Striking Vipers. My favorite is Striking Vipers as well. My second favorite is Rachel Jack and Ashley 2. Oh my fucking 
God, are you fucking kidding me? That was the worst episode Black Mirror has ever turned out in the history of Black Mirror. I am fuming. It's right funny now. you say that. I am because fuming that you put that as number two. It's funny you say that because I think that episode two, Smithereens, is easily one of the worst Black Mirror episodes. Oh my God. Ever Let's made. just say this. It's a it's slim pickings, folks. None of these are great. Most of them are terrible. I will say Smithereens is not very good, but I, but the, ta- I, the, but the third the, okay. episode, what is it? Riley, Jack, Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too is absolute hot garbage. Not even doesn't even follow any Black Mirror canon or like common characteristics. Is so fucking stupid and predictable. I'm fired up right now. We'll get there. I'm we'll fired there. up. We will get there. But in the meantime, I think the the main takeaway is that Striking Vipers episode one of yeah. season five is good. It's I good. like that episode. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's good. A few issues with it, a few questions, but it, it's definitely the best of season five, and it's it's decent. So I think that Black Mirror is a great illustration of the difference in philosophies between British television and American television. It definitely is. The first two seasons aired on Channel 4 in the UK, and there was two years between those seasons, and each of those seasons had three episodes. Yep. So before the show was on Netflix, there was only six episodes plus a special, so seven episodes yep. total. When it came to Netflix, you know, an American-owned company, they're just like, all right, we need one season per year. We need more episodes per season. Here's millions of dollars. Go make it happen. Make it happen, yeah. And it's become very clear that you cannot churn out quality. You cannot. I think, I will say, up until this point, up until season five, like season four has some of the best episodes. I think there's some good ones. I will say, a few months ago, Bandersnatch, the... Can we talk Do about your own adventure for a while? movie came out? That was the biggest letdown. Actually, that's going to be at the second bottom of my list. And then uh, Rachel, Jack and Ashley will be. Well, this is what I'm saying is that, I mean, the show is clearly headed downhill. And like I said earlier, I'm still going to watch everything know, that, too. that you know, these creators put out just yeah. because there are nuggets of greatness, you know? Oh, there absolutely are. I'm very glad that I watched the first episode of this season. Yeah. Should we just go ahead and, and break these down one by one and, and talk about them? Yeah, I, you know, I just want to say to everyone, you know, if you do jump into Black Mirror for the first time, leave season five till last. Watch seasons one through four in the special before you get to season five. Just please make me that promise. It's just, it's so, to me, it it is like a, it's a knockoff version of Black Mirror almost. It's like if somebody else tried to make a show that was like Black Mirror, like, but not as in depth, not as you know enthralling, or not not as many like surprise twists and turns. It's kind of like the Fantastic Beasts of Black Mirror. Oh God, I hate that analogy because I love that movie. But you're <laughs> absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's how about this? How about this? It's the Hobbit of the Lord of the Rings movies. Great. That's a better analogy because that's one's hot garbage. Uh, but yeah, how about the, this? It's the Transformers Five. Of the Black Mirror franchise. How about this? It's all Fast and Furious movies in the realm of any other movie ever made. <laughs> Is that good? Is that a good one? That does it. Okay. All right. I think we got it. So just wait to watch season five until you've totally maxed out all other Black Mirror viewing options. All right. Spoilers starting now. <sighs> Striking Vipers, episode one. What did you like so much about this episode? I really liked... Uh, it's futuristic in a lot of ways. It's futuristic in, you know, the technology that they show, which is very unrealistic. It's futuristic in the resolution. I think at the end is very progressive. Um, and I really loved the ending to this. I really loved the end. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by the ending. Me too. And I loved the ending. Um, but it's also just, it's a kind of a powerful story. It's 
it's very much about, you know, I'm almost 30. I'm 30 in a year and a half. Oh, wow. Less than that, actually. I'll be 30 in like a year ish. Uh, and it's kind of about getting old. I'm a dad. It's about, you know, boring life, blah, 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 how to spice things up, relationships with friends and people around you. Um, and to me, it was it was just kind of a, a wild ride. No, no pun intended. Um, but it was I don't know. I think it's this is the one I watched. So I watched season five, episode three first. And so I was pissed. Okay. And so I said, I'm not going to watch because I love Miley Cyrus. Not in like a, I'm not a fan of her work. I'm just actually in love with her. Okay. Um, but I was so let down by that one. I went into this one thinking, oh, great. Season five is going to be a total bust. But it, it, it surprises you. I mean, there's definitely a big surprise mm-hmm. uh, halfway through. Um, and then it keeps kind of surprising you too. So I thought it really hit most of the points that a good Black Mirror episode does. But it just at the same time seemed a little like gimmicky. It seemed like. There should have been more things happening outside of the video game. Like, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, it just seemed almost unrealistic in the sense. It's weird that the game seemed like realistic, but outside of the game seemed really unrealistic. Uh, I don't know. I I think that so like early on, just when it's like when you're getting to know these characters Mm -hmm. and their relationships, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of really good. There's a lot of like storytelling by showing not telling like yes. at, at the yes. that like barbecue you mm-hmm. learn so much about this guy's life yeah. and all his relationships and like and even barely be- any of it's through dialogue and even before that too just like when he's roommates with his friend and his right. girlfriend like that dynamic is it's all shown and not told it's all watch a day with these people and see and then it's fast forwards to another one day you know and you you're absolutely right the barbecue you learn so much at the barbecue you learn mm-hmm. so much as them as roommates you don't think much of it at the time really and then you, it kind of really evolves from there, you could say. So did you kind of get the impression that, like, this is going to lead to them actually, like, fighting? Like, they were going to fight yeah. over the wife? I thought it would lead to something like that. Like, there was yeah. some tension there. And I, and I think it's really good misdirection because when that moment comes, like, I don't, I don't think you, I didn't personally suspect in the slightest what was going to happen. And the second no. it comes, I was like, oh, yeah, I was this like, is way different than I thought it was. Way gonna. different. Way yeah. different. And it was, you know, because even at first, too, it's like, oh, the game uh, emulates all of the sensations of real life. And I was like, mm-hmm. why the fuck would you play a combat game that does that? Like, that is a nightmare. You're going to feel yeah. like someone uppercutting you 20 stories up. Like, <laughs> and you're just like brain dead to it. Like, that is insane. I don't want to feel that at all. And then I was like, oh, I would really like to feel those things, though, when they started getting it on. I was like, that would be pretty neat. I mean, Black Mirror has explored VR before and about yeah. like, how, like you know, in Playtest. USS Callister, that when you mentioned, there's been so many where it's like, we see how how wrong it could go. Yeah. We could spend our, our lives in a virtual world. And yeah. like, this is clearly, you know, it's, it's a step further. Like you're saying, it's, it almost seems kind of out there, kind of like hard yeah. to believe. But it's like, I, well, I, I think, think that it is still manages to be so grounded and thought provoking it does and I, I think that's one thing black mirror that you need to go into this thinking these technologies don't exist and might seem unfeasible and undoable and impossible but if you go into black mirror and accept that this technology exists in the world that this story is being told in you have to have that mindset for black mirror you mm-hmm. have if because if you're like oh, they could never do that for, uh, i know i know yeah. vr that would never happen like you're yeah. gonna be miserable the whole time right it's not the point it at all. with an open it's not at all it's it's a thought experiment it's to make you think um and i know a lot of friends were like well this is just stupid like that could never happen it's like that's not the fucking point suspend disbelief for like an hour and, yeah and deal I, with I mean the best we probably should have said that at the top of this podcast <laughs> the but. best sci-fi 
says something about the real world. Yeah. Like, and that's it. This is all, it's all metaphor. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all just posing really interesting ideas. And I, I mean, like the line between VR and reality, it's like, it's still, we're still at a point where it's, there's a very separate, like yes. no one is mistaking one for the other, no. but there's going to be a time. Yeah. Like, do you think that future generations are going to, they're obviously going to have to reevaluate what constitutes in this specific instance, sex and yeah. cheating and like, Consent. I think it's go one of two ways. Do you think that future generations are going to think of virtual sex as no different than regular sex? Or do you think us older people are going to be the ones who conflate the two and that younger people are going to think of virtual sex as just like another kind of like porn? You know oh, I mean? man, I didn't expect a question like this. I think there's a lot of ways it can go. I think VR sex already exists. We live in that world already. Like people watch videos and put on a headset and do things to not necessarily there are robots but fake body parts let's just leave it at that yeah uh like we're very much there in that sense and i think that's much more of a but i guess most of the time that's one person interacting with the technology when it's two people interacting in the tech world of the technology it's, it's a bit of a different ball game but you know if you're doing that in a combat game it seems like rape's going to be coming up pretty quick because if somebody holds you like it's it's off-putting i will say i think our generation uh which is i guess we're fucking millennials which i hate I hate being classified as a millennial. Uh, we can call ourselves boomers. I'm not going to call it. I would hate that more because <laughs> they ruined everything. Um, but I think we're a very open-minded and progressive generation. And I think Gen X is even more so. Um, so I, I see it becoming very common and I can see it like, you know, if you have a long distance relationship with somebody, think how amazing it would be to be able to feel them, you know, to be able to cuddle. Oh, them absolutely. Even, it would, uh, it would be game changing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Game changing to be, in the same place feeling what you would be feeling in real life when you're Mm -hmm. thousands of miles away. Like that's huge. So I can see it becoming very mainstream, probably not talked about very much, probably not, you know, common dinner table conversation, but like when necessary or when desired, like that is such a convenient way. Mm -hmm. And from what this episode outlines, you know, the feeling is insane. Like it's two guys. One of them plays a game as a girl and says like, Oh, like understands the female orgasm and says, it's like, what is, what's the line? It's uh like he says for men it's, it's like, like 10 times it's like yeah. playing the triangle or something and for women it's like playing a, a violin like it's mm-hmm. um, infinitely more like layers to it and it's in in that moment i was like why would you not like go in as a woman sometimes like why do they never switch characters like yeah. and try it the other way around <laughs> i thought and i loved when he was talking about like i've tried it with every other character like i fucked the polar bear guy <laughs> like i thought that was so funny because it's like that's what people would do. People are really twisted and sick. And like, if they have this whole VR world where they can let out their deepest sexual desires with like what seems like a real person or possibly a real animal. Yes. It is very off putting what people will do to those characters. Absolutely. Because I mean, because that will not in any way be against any law. No, no. But that's the thing is if it's another real person who's feeling those real things, then could it be right? Yeah, and these are like these are questions that like we can't even fathom answering. We got to right get our now. paralegals on this. Stand. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Open I w- up the birdcage, let them out. Paralegals need to get on this. I was doing like a thought exercise and thinking like, okay, in your personal opinion, if if you're in a relationship and it's very clearly understood between two of you that like sexual relationships with somebody else is cheating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that what these guys did in the game is also cheating? I would say yes, but not because. I don't think the act itself is, but I think the repetitive nature and the deception about it mm-hmm. definitely makes it that. I think if it's a one-time thing and you're like, holy shit, and then you go and tell your significant other about it and say like, 
you got to try this. <laughs> I think it's a totally different story. Yeah. But the fact that they hit it, they repeatedly did it. Uh, they were doing it just for that. They knew about it. They didn't tell the wife. I think that's cheating. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's again, it, the line gets very large and very gray. Like it's, it's. I mean, what I was thinking through is like, is it the fact that it's another real person? Is it the physical sensation aspect? Like somewhere yeah. along that line, it becomes wrong. It does. But I think it's very gray. Like yeah. where exactly well, it if, does. Well, the thing is you could argue, you know, like, Hey, I just did it with the, the computer video game, but you're still getting that physical sensation from something. Right. But that's, you know, that's like using toys or something like that. Maybe. I mean, honestly, yeah. We should get Dr. Ruth on this podcast. That should be our first guest. <laughs> guest. I would love Next that. week for Toy Story? Um, oh my God, <laughs> Toy Story with Dr. Ruth would be the best thing. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter. And I think she only takes letters still, so. My fiance and I have discussed the idea that, like, every generation is more progressive than the previous one. Like, mm-hmm. we are more progressive than our parents. Mm-hmm. They were more than mm-hmm. their parents. Yada, yada. Yeah. And, like, there's a, a day is going to come when when our generation is like the old conservative sticks in the mud yep. who can't get with the times. I will and never like, be that. I'm okay. Gonna, I wanna, I Everyone, say that. Everybody would love to think that. No, but I, I will but not like, be. My fiance and I were discussing is like, can we think of an example of something that in 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. the kids will probably find acceptable, but we will not. And you know what we thought of was imagine your grandson comes to Thanksgiving dinner with his holographic girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool with that. That'd be fucking sweet. You would, but you wouldn't like make think you'd make comments or like. I'm never. I'm never going to be the type of person. And trust me, never, because I have not ever been a bitter or like. What's that? Something new? I don't understand that. I'm more like, tell me about this fucking holograph shit. This is insane. And then I'd be, I'd take him in the other room and be like. Do you get the physical sensations? I'd be asking all these questions. I would be so intrigued by it. I want to learn everything I can. I'm never going to be the guy like, now, if it's like a fucking waifu pillow or something like that, that he's bringing in, like, it's a different story. How is that any different? Because it's a real person versus What are you a talking pillow. about? A hologram. Oh, I'm I talking thought you were like, saying she's like long distance and can't no, make it to No, dinner. no, no, no. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Let me okay. clear up. Okay. I'm talking about like an AI virtual yeah. girlfriend and he has no interest in being with any real well, human. Well, I wouldn't be mean, but I'd probably give him some shit for it. Exactly. Yeah, I'd probably that give is my shit. exact point. You'd it's give not, him shit. I'd get, I wouldn't be like, not mean in a mean way. I'd be like, you couldn't find like a real girl. That's huh? like, that is literally what I'm talking about. You'd I give him shit in ways that. that his own generation wouldn't because I'm they they pretty sure anytime you're dating just a computer, you're gonna get shit. That's going to change. <sighs> it's know, going to. I I don't think that will. I really don't think it will. Let's Until, revisit this recording in about 2060. Do you think AI will be that advanced by 2016 where you can have a hologram? 2016 was 20, three years ago. <laughs> you just 2060, sorry. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I think the human experience is all about human connection. And I think if you're avoiding that purposefully, you're going to get made fun of and and poked at a little bit. And I, as your grandson, think you sound like a fucking bigot right now. Well, against who? The computer? Yeah. Okay. They don't have rights to computer. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if it's, if it's a holographic person, I'm, I'm game. I love it. If it's just a computer, I'm going to be like, dude, go out and meet someone. I don't know. It's not uh, right. Here's the, I will here's, feel the same way. Here's the deal. I'm never going to say any of these things to him. If this was the case, this is in my head. What I would be thinking is like, well, you can't meet somebody real or like, are you, you really are dating a computer. I would never say that. I would go through dinner, through the motions with a smile on my face, be kind, even hug the holograph goodbye. 
But in my head, I would be thinking these things. I want to let you know I would not actually vocalize these things, but I'm letting you know what would be going through my head. You're like a really racist grandpa who just doesn't say what he used to. I'm not racist against computers (laughs) and AI. That is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. I don't think you should date computers. How about that? That's, uh, That's my personal stance on that. If you are in love with a computer, go for it. Episode two, Smithereens. Uh, I want to actually real quick play you a, a quote from one of my favorite philosophers that this episode reminded me of, because I feel like this is just really sums up just the whole thing. Perfect. We've been sitting here talking all day, and you all never bothered to learn my name. We're so buried in our phones. Instead of giving someone a real smile, just send an emoji. I mean, we don't even look at porn on our computer anymore. We look at it on our phone? Pornhub, Xtube. I know these names better than I know my own grandmother's. That is, so that about sums up. Timothy Robinson. Uh, I, believe that was, I believe that was said <laughs> From around. his thesis, I think you should leave. Yes, correct. Uh, so I thought this is a really stupid episode. Here's the deal. Both of the other episodes of the season are stupid. Premise is bad. Plot development is bad. Ending, bad. All that this one, I think, did better was maintain a reasonable storyline and not be 100% predictable. That is the only differentiator I have between the other two. There was at least a bit of surprise. And it... Before we get to episode three, yeah. let's talk smithereens. And I want to ask you, was your interpretation of the ending that like... So we don't see what happens with the sniper shot in the it car. Kills him. Who's him? The hostage guy. The guy who took him hostage. So you're positive that it killed him and there was no chance that it also killed the other person or killed the, the, the hostage instead. I don't think it matters. Wait, did you say it killed the hostage taker? Yes. Okay. Killed the, the bad guy. Right. Yeah. The guy in the front seat. Correct. Is what I thought, but I don't think it matters at all. Both of them could right. have died. I, I think the point is that it doesn't matter. Yes. That nobody I, I, cares enough and everyone goes back to the, the right. mundane. Okay. Okay. So, like, we hear about tragedies all the time. We're, like, we're, whether we want to or not, we are all becoming numb to tragedies because we hear about everything that's happening in the world all the time. Mm-hmm. And... Is human nature. If we can't control it, we learn to cope with it. And like, I think this is a phenomenon that could have been really great for a Black Mirror episode. But in my opinion, it was completely undermined because this dude's motivation was so petty. I don't think it's petty at all. I think it's exactly trying to explain the point you just made. I think he's trying to say, you do it to Topher Grace, who I thought did a great job in this, who's like the head of a corporation of some kind. Social Uh, network. Social network. It's He's trying to say to him... I know you're desensitized to this, but you need to understand that I'm a person and this deeply affected my life and you need to feel this. He's trying to, he's trying to make the point that everyone is too unaware of things. And he's trying to say people are having serious life breakdowns and doing things this dramatic because of these things that happen that nobody pays attention to or that you didn't even care about at all. And you're making your shit more addictive and are going to cause more of this. Well, okay. As the episode went on, I was like totally open to, eventually being sympathetic with this view. I was like, obviously his wife died. I was never sympathetic. His wife died and he has some serious beef with the CEO and clearly there's some connection there and he's doing crazy shit that I think is terrible. But like, what? I just want to wait to see. It's gotta be a good explanation. Yeah. 
it's a push notification on his phone that caused him to have a car accident. And because of a push notification, mm-hmm. he's so angry that he takes a hostage. Like It's not because of the notification. It's because he couldn't wait to check it. It's because he was so addicted to the platform that he had to check it right away. It's not just the notification that does it. It's his addiction to immediately look at that that does it. I think it is so fucking dumb. And it could have... There could. Do have, you understand how many people die from like texting and driving and on social media? and like That happens... Thousands of times every day in the U.S. How do you... Okay, here's a, here's my specific issue with this. This is the CEO of one tech company. Yeah. We're talking the nature of apps and notifications on your phone. His beef should be with, like, phone manufacturers. Why is, why is it just this particular social his, network CEO? Because his social network is literally designed to be addictive, and he knows that. And that's why he's calling the CEO to say, this is so addictive that I could not resist looking down i had to i am so absolutely addicted to it like a drug it's designed to be and he even says yes they design it to make sure that people use it non-stop like it's for that reason you can go to a phone manufacturer they can disengage at a certain mile per hour but what if you're a passenger on a plane or, or a train or a bus like that's not practical this tool this app is literally designed to be addictive it's like giving kids fucking heroin lollipops and then expecting them not to come back. And then, you know, throwing one through their window while they're driving and expecting them not to look down on the floor and try to grab it. This is like the best comparison I could think of is like, you're right. Like it's addicting like a drug. And it's like if you smoked all the time mm. and your loved one died from secondhand smoke inhalation, do you think that is this, this is just as like equal justification to like you take some like Marlboro employee hostage and then the ceo is responsible for that other person's death i i see those as like the same thing i don't think anybody's saying the ceo is responsible for the death and i think that's why he doesn't make that point he says i want you to know what happened to me and i want you to know how i feel now and i want you to know that because you've made this so addictive i lost my wife i think he absolutely is is trying to implicate the guy and saying you are in a roundabout way responsible for this i don't i don't think so at all I think he he just wants him to be aware of what this is causing. I don't think he blames him if he uh, he wants to talk to him because he he oh, change can only come from the top in a corporation like that. He thinks because he doesn't work in a corporation like that. He thinks that if he gets to the top guy, he can make changes where it's he can make it stop being so addictive or stop designing it to be so addictive. I don't think he blames him for his wife. He blames himself. You see him literally break down blaming himself. Because he couldn't resist. He blamed himself, but he's trying to make change. He's trying to have this guy say, holy shit, like, this product is literally killing people because I'm making it so addictive that people can't put it down. Even while they're driving with a loved one in the car. I mean, you say right there, the product's killing people. And he made the product. Like, That's the person who killed, the person who's responsible for the crash is the guy who checked the phone. Yes. The product he, isn't killing anybody. I think he absolutely agrees with that. But he checked it because it's literally programmed his brain to check it every time that thing comes up. It is so addictive. It is a dopamine dump. It is exactly like a drug that gives you a dopamine dump. It's like a little bump of cocaine every time you get a little notification. People have done studies on Facebook. Notifications give you the same type of dopamine dump. What I'm saying is it is a drug designed to be addictive. And that's what he's trying to say. I don't think he blames him. He blames himself. You see on his face when he talks about, I couldn't resist. And that's when he breaks down. I did this. I had to look. 
I, he says, I, he doesn't say your app made me look. He says, I had to look. I couldn't stop myself from looking. It's him blaming himself, but wanting him to know, wanting the CEO to know that this product is this addictive, that addictive, that he's doing these, making obviously bad choices because he is literally addicted to it like a drug. I just think that if obviously he's taking drastic measures in order to con and to get in contact with this guy, I think he's and got like nothing to lose. I think he's at the road's end. He's going to kill himself. Like he's ready to kill himself. Right. And in doing so, he puts some random innocent dude in harm's way. Who? Oh, well, yeah, I don't think he was ever going to hurt the hostage. I mean, you don't think, but he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's like, he's a crazy dude with a gun who's pointing the gun at him. Like, if he, I'm not, I'm not like gonna like list off suggestions of what else he could have done, but like people have manifestos, people like in some way communicate an idea in a way that doesn't necessarily hurt others or bring others into harm's way. I think he knew it was the only way to get to the top of this ladder. That's just, by the end, I'm just like, well, it's a guy, guy. it's a guy who has nothing left to lose, who's ready to kill himself, who wants to get his message out that this thing is so addictive it's killing people and he thinks the only way to drive that change is to start at the top of this company another thing that i hate about this episode <laughs> is that uh at, you know at the end you know as like there's like these mid-credit scenes where you see the people across the world are seeing the news of whatever happened because they're following the twitter feed mm-hmm. and then like the one guy like puts his phone down starts playing basketball like clearly like just looked at it for five seconds he's yeah. going on with his day and like if this is supposed to be an illustration of what's wrong with society I don't get what the proper reaction is supposed to be. Like, is, is the point of it saying that, like, that basketball player guy should have just, like, gone home or maybe should no, have spent I don't think five minutes I don't think being it's that sad. at all. I don't think it's that. I think it's just, I don't think it's saying the world needs to change or anything. I think it's just saying, like, hey, it's kind of messed up that we see, like, all this terrible. But we are, we're so desensitized I mean, to everything. I, I want to ask you, like, do you think that it's saying that it's messed up that we are constantly aware of this or it's messed up that we just brush it off? I don't. I think it's it is messed up that we brush it off and that we are aware of it. But I think it's more just I don't think it's saying we need to change anything. I think it's just like this is the world we live in today where people like you see a school shooting on the news and you're like, no, better go to work. Like it's it used to be different. Like it used to be a much bigger deal. Like Columbine when that happened, shit basically shut down. Like it was a it was a much bigger story. You would probably people probably did go home from work that day. Like it was messed up. And now we're so desensitized to it. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's trying to make a very specific point. It's just kind of like a, I think it's a good window into like, hey, this is this happens all the time. Look at this. People look at their phone. They see. I go on Reddit. The front page is always some terrible fucking news story, and I scroll past it and look at a picture of a fucking puppy or something like that. Well, like, see, you've hit on right there. Like the what? <laughs> I feel like this is just such a fucking pessimistic view about where we are now because. 10 to 15 years ago. It's a realistic view. It's a realistic view. It's not pessimistic. It is realistic. 10 to 15 years ago, we wouldn't have any way of knowing this as it's happening unless you're sitting in front of a TV. You literally, the guy playing basketball in this episode wouldn't have known about it at all. He also wouldn't know about anything else that the internet allows him to know. I don't think it's shaming anybody for these reactions. I think it's a window into our world. I think it's just saying, this is the world we're in. I don't, like, do you not, do you disagree that it's realistic or do you still think it's pessimistic? I think that it's, what it's depicting is real, but the, the the exact slice of reality that it's showing you is just so fucking like I. It, it's all about how you interpret that ending because clearly you and I felt very different ways watching yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like what that's saying is like it is directly saying to you, the viewer, like but you this, should be fucking bothered. This by, is, you should be hurt by this stuff. This is you. And you don't care saying that though. 
I don't. No, think it, it says is. That at this all. is this is this is my reading of it. But why do you get? Why do you get that you want to be shamed? Why do you not see it as just like a, a window? Because I feel like world? the only reason why it shows these shots of random people putting their phones down after seeing the news after three seconds is exactly that. It's to sh- it's this like incredibly negative. I I don't know. This is we we, we read it very differently. Clearly, well, and this is what I like about the show yeah. is that you know it means different things to different it people. It definitely does. It definitely but does. I just when think this it, one when this episode was done, I was I fucking hated it. I just thought it. it was a piece of trash. I just saw it as like, yeah. There's a lot of ending to Black Mirror episodes where I'm like, shit, we're almost there, or like, shit, we're there, or like, shit, that could happen today. And like this one, I was like, yeah, that's how that's how that happens today. This is how we go about our lives. And I went on to the well, that was the end of this season so i had already watched the third episode but i i didn't i don't think he's trying to shame people at all with that ending i think it's i can see why you would get that feeling but i think it's much more just like you because in a way it's like we just watched a really disturbing news story and at the end of that episode we're gonna put on fucking another episode of black mirror or something out on netflix it's more of just a everyone moves on with their shit and it's more of just a yeah we really do we're really desensitized is how i took that you thought we disagreed about that one Let's get into episode three. The hottest pile of garbage to come out of Miley Cyrus since a, I don't know, one of her dirty diapers. I think that they tried packing way too many ideas into this episode. Are we talking third one now? Third episode. Rachel Jack and Ashley Way too many ideas. But there are some specific ideas that I think could have been so interesting if they had been explored more deeply yeah. in their I own agree. episode. Like the idea of an artist being like literally mined for creativity. To Can the point we that- talk about the fact that society in this world is somehow okay with them literally mining a, a person in a coma's brain for fucking songs in what, how far off are we where people think that's like okay to do? And a, if you can pull the fucking songs out of her mind, why don't you pull some like conversation out of her mind where she's like, Hey, I'm in a coma help me or maybe don't take music out of my brain because I'm in a coma and I would rather do it myself. Like mm. the, the acceptance of that in this was one of the most unbelievable parts of the, of the show to me. And there are plenty of now. Okay. Parts. From what I remember, they don't like say this to the fans, right? They just kind of announce it to like a no, small room. They do, they do a fucking like an entertainment tonight special on it. Like they show her in a coma. And oh, right, like, right, right, right. This is how we like raise the, Raise yeah. the optimism. Like, once, it was ridiculous. Once it gets into specifics about how the whole thing... Like, okay, there's some episodes of Black Mirror where, like, the more they explain the tech to you, the less believable it is. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know. Like you said earlier, I can suspend my disbelief. Yes. I don't need to see how they make this. But when they show it literally taking brainwaves, turning it into sheet music... And, like... And I'm like... And they take the sheet music... Put it into like music production software yeah. and make it into a whole new song. I'm like, we could optimize it and uh, you know make it a little more cheery. We can like change the tone and it goes from like a, I'm gonna kill myself theme song to like let's have fun theme song. <laughs> well, like, okay, it's pop music and like there's so many ghostwriters who could just write yes. pop music, shitty lyrics. And it's like, I I feel like this may have been a better metaphor if it had been like I don't any other kind of artist, like an artist who had like a much more unique sound that was like. I mean, I'm thinking of examples just like random like folk or indie or maybe some R&B yeah. artists where it's like they realize there's no one quite like them. Like their songwriting is one of a kind. Yeah. I would get that. But it's top 40. It's yeah pop. nonsense. So that doesn't really, doesn't really hold up. Can, can we just talk about I think the acting in this episode across the board is fucking terrible. It's Honestly, bad. terrible. 
Miley yeah. Cyrus is bad. The two sisters are bad. The dad is bad. Everyone's bad. Like the the man, her aunt, the manager, and like she's two, the worst. Like, yeah. Her two like uh, kind of henchmen who just like a, a doctor who drugs people all the time <laughs> and like a big strong guy. Like the acting is so bad across the board. I was so distracted because I was like, this seems like a fucking community theater play. Like it is so bad. I cannot handle it. I love community theater. I'm a supporter, but I'm just saying that's not what I expect when I turn on a Black Mirror episode. Another thing that I did like about it, though, I, everything I liked about this episode was from, like, the concept level. Everything after that, in terms of execution, I think was done very poorly. Mm-hmm. But, like, another really interesting idea is this relationship between, like, a fan of an artist and then, like, an artificial version of that artist's consciousness. And we're like get, We're getting into the consent again, you know. If you got that AI and you can pop that into a video game and have sex with it, it's a whole new world, you know. But, like, like imagine already, like, I know that in the probably somewhat near future AI friends are going to be a thing where people like just loners are going to be like, why would I hang out with real humans and I can have some friends right here? That already exists, man. No, I know. But to some degree, yes. But imagine if that AI was like a duplicate of somebody who you already admired. That'd be like, that'd be awesome. The thing thing that I think cuts that down for me a bit is the fact that like, even the one that they presented was a blocked version of the real person. I don't think, I, I find it very hard to believe that real people will be comfortable putting their entire personality into uh, software. Or well, that's like that's that. the thing. Being comfortable is one thing. There's a lot like, of questions, ethical questions around this that we could get into for a long time. Uh, but I also think a very specific aspect of this episode that I thought was fascinating to think about is like, imagine if... Was it the line, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to roll over and Bluetooth in because that was the line that made me literally shoot a hole in my TV screen. Imagine if you could create a duplicate version of your consciousness. Like it was, as far as anyone's concerned, it's it's the same. It's a copy of your brain mm-hmm. on a computer. Mm-hmm. Then imagine you went into a coma or maybe you just were like, for some reason you were unable to make decisions for yourself. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the implication this has on like euthanasia and on like the kind of things that we go to like a loved one. <sighs> To make decisions for now. People fucking die. Deal with it. Imagine if you, there's a duplicate of your consciousness that could make the decision to say. I would never let, nothing's getting out of this head. Especially now. But there are people who I think would gladly be open to that. Oh, trust me. They've tried. I've said. (laughs) Not you of themselves. Like there could be a copy of me on a hard drive. Go for it. That way, because no one knows me like I do. (laughs) And so if I am in a car crash tomorrow and I'm in a coma. This oh, yeah. this copy Can you do that tonight actually so I have a podcast co-host. This copy of me could make decisions for myself probably better than any other human could. I don't know. It just seems like so vulnerable to alteration or blockage like it was in this episode. It seems uh not really 100% transferable. Even if you can transfer like all the brain waves of a person, there's so much more chemistry that goes into that in a human body that I don't think it's ever going to be a full, total reflection of a person. I mean, that's what I'm saying is that it's just like really interesting to ponder it's, because it's, it is. It this, is. There's so many implications, so many possibilities for this kind of technology that it's, I've never even considered. It's very strange. It's very strange. I don't, uh, I will never do that. I'm very, uh, I'm ready to die already. So I don't, I don't need like a, I don't need extra time. If I'm in a coma, let me, let me, that's like a dream. I wish I was in a coma just to like, you're getting food constantly. You're well hydrated. You're very well rested. Uh, and as long as you're rolled pretty regularly, you don't get bed sores. So speaking of coma, these Oreos There's are one setting in. There's one left. Should we split it? Should I'm we share not it? having another one of those ever again in my life. So 
Just eat it. My, you want it. Just eat it. Just eat it. We'll wait. We'll wait a minute. Just eat it. I'm going to see how I feel about it Probably. when I'm done talking about this. Okay. Some episodes of Black Mirror just need to be shorter. This and it has become a serious long. problem. Like too- a cool thing about Netflix is like episodes of shows can be any length you want as short or as long as you want to be. But Charlie Brooker has taken that freedom and said like, oh, I can make 70 minute he episodes. He has had success with longer episodes in the past. Some. Most, certainly not all of them. Most of the longer ones I think are, are solid. In more recent episodes, he's like these longer episodes. He either like crams a bunch of shit in or he just takes something that isn't that interesting and draws it out. Smithereens is 70 minutes long. I think it's really like White Bear, one of my favorite episodes, is Wait, 42 rabbit? minutes long. Wait, 42 minutes long. Yeah, because it's nonsensical and chaotic. What? My point is that the this, pacing of the old episodes, I think, was so much stronger than I, this current season. I think Striking Vipers had a pretty good pace, but outside of that, you're absolutely right. This one was way too long. Like The whole fucking talent show part didn't need to be in there. You're right. Didn't need yeah. to be in there. Any part of her at school... I get that, like, she's a dejected loner type and a a new girl in a new school. But, like, show one scene of her walking out of school will be done with it. Like, the talent show was pointless. I think the only reason why the family's in it at all is to have this connection between the AI, the robot, and then Miley Cyrus. But it's like, they spend so much time, like, they really got to be going somewhere good with this. Well, there's so many cool paths they could have potentially taken. And it's just like, they take the most predictable, boring ones in the world yeah. like this at the beginning in like four seconds, she was singing a song. Like I'm going to get what I deserve. And I was like, I bet you everyone in this episode gets what they deserve. And lo and behold, they sure do. Like that's literally the first fucking lyrics you hear in this. And I was just like, ah, it's so predictable throughout the whole, even the ending when it's like, it's like panning down to She's like playing her grunge rock. And I was like, a hundred dollars. The sisters, the fucking guitarist or bassist in this, in this band. It's like, of course they're like best friends. Now it's just, it was so predictable to me. And it was, the characters were all so fucking generic. Like the op manager is the worst. You're absolutely right. But even Miley, the two sisters who are opposites and like different music. And one side of the room's pink and the other side's black. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? This is, Oh, just so generic. I would say if it wasn't for like a lot of F-bombs, this would be the most kid-friendly Black Mirror episode by far. Yeah. But there's like a yeah. lot of language in it. Yeah. I will say the one moment that I genuinely loved in this episode was like when she wakes up from the coma and then the and Rachel immediately goes, I'm such a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> it was so God. funny. It, well, it, well it's, a, it's what fangirls do. That's what fangirls do. I think that's what I would do in that situation. I think... I would be... I would be for, I wouldn't know what to who say. Would, who would your superstar be? Which AI doll would you buy? <laughs> Couple of years ago, without a doubt, I would have said Kanye West. I knew Kanye was going to be But up. it's up for debate now. Yeah. I'll have to get back to you on I'm that. Curious. Please do. Please do. Think, do they make curious. a, are they making a Kevin Riley doll? Oh, I'll give you a Kevin Riley doll if you want one. I've got a few life size. So this meal has been real. not so many. No, it's been almost a full-length episode, which I actually kind of like, because I feel like these... This is basically three movies, so I feel like it warrants some time. Eat that last Oreo, Nathan. Just eat it. Uh, okay, while I consider eating that last Oreo, hmm. you, our faithful listener, can listen to all our episodes on Spotify, Apple yeah. Podcasts, yeah. Anchor.fm, uh, or wherever else you find your podcast. Tell them. And if you like what you hear, you want to support us, you know, feel free to leave us a review or uh, send us money. Or, uh, you know, go on. Just in an envelope. Cold, hard cash. Cash in an envelope is really the best way we prefer to get paid. It's uh, very efficient. And we don't belong to banks. So 
Uh, but, you know, check out, uh, you know, fastfoodfilmfronts.com. We got some merch. What else we got on there? We have some social medias you can follow on there. It's uh, Instagram Ooh. at fastfoodfilmfriends, Twitter at FFFFpodcast, Facebook. <clears throat> Send us an email at fastfoodfilmfriends at gmail.com. You can do all that from our website. Can I ask why our email address isn't fastfoodfilmfriends at fastfoodfilmfriends.com? Because that is duplicitous and you know nothing about marketing. <laughs> Next week we are watching Toy Story. Ooh. Or so we think. I'm pretty excited, actually. Until next time. Farewell. Farewell.